0: In a podcast sponsored by Flyro, Podcast, what is going on? Look quickly before we start this piece of audio gold. I quickly want to tell you about Garden Club, GDN Club. It's available right now. As part of membership, you'll get a weekend breakfast podcast inspiring you while you eat your cornflakes to get outside into the garden. You'll also get a monthly behind-the-scenes video with a make-to-create gardening idea to do with the family you'll get the digital version and the audio version of the how to get kids gardening book you'll get a private and exclusive community area which means that you can share ideas with other members of the club and instant access to me which means you'll be able to message me and i will instantly get back to you answering your questions it's all available right now for 39.99 a year which is about three pound thirty a month which i don't think is too bad. All of this supports getting kids into gardening and supports the podcast too. Plus, if you are a school and a teacher, that means you get it for free. So there's access to absolutely everything from Garden Club free for teachers. If it sounds like something you'd like to be part of or want to find out more, hit up skinnyjeanegardener.co.uk forward slash GDN. Now, let's get on with the podcast. Skinny. Cool, so today we've got Alana Karma from uh, RHS Schools with us. And uh, hello. hello, we've been talking for ages on the show about school gardening. And it didn't seem uh, right not to have you guys on the show.
1: Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Where have we been? <laughs>
0: Where have you been? Um, you guys have done do so much for school gardening. And for people that um, don't already know what you do, it'd be great to like get a little bit of an insight about how you support schools um, to, to get out there and, and get amongst it.
1: Yeah so, uh, so I manage, it's called the Campaign for School Gardening. Um, it's actually been going for 13 years now, it's been a long old time um, and we've been supporting schools and groups all that time uh, with sort of free resources to really help schools get gardening. Um, so we've got our lovely website which is kind of our hub for everything that we do. A lot of our work is digital uh, and through our website because we work with Schools all over the UK and groups all over the UK. So um, we've had about forty-two thousand schools and groups sign up since the beginning of time of the campaign for school gardening. Um, And we have a lovely welcome pack which schools can apply for when they sign up with us. Um, And then we offer them. uh, We've got training for teachers or group leaders that maybe don't quite know where to begin or maybe aren't feeling very confident. So we do provide training um, all over the UK. It's a little bit on pause at the moment, but it will be coming back. Um, We also have lots of lovely initiatives and projects for schools to get their teeth into. We've literally just finished um, one of our major initiatives of the year, which is called the Big Soup Share. Um, And that's really about getting uh, young people and, well, people everywhere, actually, it's for community groups as well. But it's all about growing food harvesting it and then turning it into a lovely soup which you can share with your community or you might be able to go and find people who are vulnerable or maybe feel like they could do with a little pick-me-up um it's just about kind of coming together over a love of food really um which we all love (laughs) uh we also offer lovely competitions um people get involved in that way and then on our website we've got over 300 resources on there so there's a lot Of content on there but really it's kind of anything you want to know if you want to know how to make a wormery out of a plastic bottle for instance or you wanted to learn how to sow seeds or you wanted to build a greenhouse out of plastic bottles like all kinds of stuff on there um and then another thing that we do is the school gardening awards which is um it's a sort of step-by-step program so five levels um and schools can uh, sort of build their confidence build their knowledge as they go and they provide a little bit of evidence at each level and we give them lovely rewards and actually if you go through the whole program I think it's something like 700 pounds worth of resources that you would get from vouchers and books and seeds and stuff like that so there's loads on there um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's for <laughs> anyone that works with young people really it doesn't have to be schools Um, can be like youth groups and charities as well
0: how um how difficult is it to get like schools involved with this sort of thing because 42,000 schools is a lot of schools over over 13 years so yeah so how has that gone down
1: it's it's a mixture really i think um i think primary schools find it a lot easier i think um we see a lot of gardening clubs taking place in primary schools there's a little bit more time. There's usually a nice little space that can be used for it. Um, but I think with secondary schools, it's definitely trickier. Um, we still have seen loads of secondaries sign up with us um, over those 13 years. But I think keeping it going in a secondary school can be quite challenging. Um, sometimes gardening's not seen as very cool. Um, you know, it's kind of seen as, like, oh, why would you want to be doing that? or some schools might use it as a form of punishment (laughs) you know you've got to get out in the garden if you've not done what I asked you to do um so it's it's just what we try and do is find as many ways as possible that give people a way in to gardening so you know if a school might think right well the only way we're gonna be able to do it is through a gardening club that's great here's a load of stuff that you can use here's some fun activities you can do with your gardening club um or some schools might think well we have to embed the curriculum into it in some way, which is actually a really great way of getting young people outside if you don't have a gardening club. Um, so we've got loads of resources on our website that are linked to different areas of the curriculum. So it's just trying to find um, ways in, really, like I said. And like the big soup share, for instance, is quite a nice like sort of project that a group could work towards. So, you know, think, right, it's springtime, let's sow our veg seeds and then we'll look after them. But there's kind of a purpose for it at the end. Um, which I think young people find, you know, I think having a purpose to grow is is a really great way um, of getting young people involved. Um, so that kind of acts acts as that. So yeah, it, it's a mix, and you're right. It's been a lot a lot of schools over time. Um, some drop off, some come back. It, yeah, it's sort of this never ending cycle.
0: For, for when a school signs up, what what do they get? Do they get a pack full of information in it?
1: Yes. So we have a little welcome pack. It's a nice little box, uh, all made from recycled materials, of course. Uh, So we've got some seeds in there. We've got a little herb seed mix. um, Because one of the things that people think is I need a lot of space to grow. And actually you don't. You could use pots, you could do it on your windowsills. So you provide a little herb seed mix, which kind of would get you started no matter what situation you're in. Because you can kind of grow them anywhere and sort of multiple times of the year. and then there's some guidance in there and what we offer. We've got plant labels in there, wooden ones. I've uh, got posters, got a little plaque that says you're now a member of the campaign for school gardening. Uh, gosh, what else is in there? Bits and bobs like that, really. Just something to kind of say welcome and here's how to get started. Start a set. Yeah.
0: The the five levels that they have to like go through, how long does that take for schools to do? Is that over a few years or is that over one one year? How is that set out?
1: It's entirely up to them. Um, we're trying to be as flexible as possible because not everyone is in the same situation or circumstance. So actually some, you might find some schools whiz through it all straight away, um, especially if a school's already got an established garden. They can still take part in the school gardening wards. They can still work through the levels. They could just submit evidence for, you know, levels one to four in straight away and then maybe think, well, we've still got a bit of a way to go for level five, which Level five is about connecting with your community. So that one kind of pushes schools a little bit further to kind of find, you know, those links in the community. Um, Some schools might take years to do it. Um, It's really up to them. Uh, It's just trying to be as accessible as possible. And it doesn't matter, you know, if you're a primary school or a secondary school or even a um, youth group or whatever, or maybe if you're working with young people with additional needs, it's all flexible. So it's designed to be that way, but still give young people kind of that um, confidence building that they might need.
0: Let me just interrupt this podcast by saying that this podcast is sponsored by Flymo. Yes, Flymo. If like me, you've had that final cut of the lawn and the lawnmower is stored away in the shed, that doesn't mean that gardening stops. And that also doesn't mean that Flymo don't have some amazing products to help you out throughout the winter. One thing that I absolutely love is the Sealink 20 Volt Combi Pack 3 in 1. It's an interchangeable, lightweight, and easy to use 3 in 1 gardening tool. You've got a grass trimmer, a hedge trimmer, and a blower, which, especially at this time of year when I've got loads of leaves in the garden, is absolutely perfect for me. You know me, I absolutely love Flymo, they're an affordable and quality tool, which, when they're cordless like this, makes it so much easier just to get out of the shed and just get out there and get gardening. If you head over to flymo.com right now, it's free delivery on all orders over 45 quid. And so if you want to continue your garden adventure throughout winter, that is the place to head to. Right, Right, let's continue the podcast. Yeah, that makes that makes sense i really i really like the community side actually of mm. it. I know that was the level five part but i think that works that works really well because that's one of the things that um especially like around my area we've got a community garden that no schools or there's a couple of schools that go to it but not enough really and i didn't even know about it and i'm literally mm. like a hundred meters yeah. away from it so i think definitely getting kids involved in that a lot more especially over mm. like um, I don't know how you find this. This is something that's come up quite a lot recently from what we're doing and talking about. It's like the six weeks holiday part because obviously yeah. gardening is great, but six weeks holiday is like prime time. Do you, <laughs> do you, do you have like a, um, a plan for that? Is there anything that the RHS sort of do to, to help schools plan around that or has that ever been like a thing?
1: Yeah, I mean, we don't have a specific plan as such. I mean, you're right, it's really typical actually. A lot of stuff is like either looking amazing (laughs) during the summer holidays or ready to harvest. Um, So, you know, the gardening, the season hasn't really listened to what schools need, obviously. Um, (laughs) But uh, (laughs) there's, I mean, there's a lot that um, schools can do. I mean, one, a lot of schools we work with will have a little rotor going on over the summer holidays. So, I think. know if you can get young people really invested in the garden you know they've been right there for the beginning they've helped you plan what to grow you know they've been the ones to pick what they're growing they're growing things they want to grow that they're interested in that they might want to try um you know that kind of stuff i think if they're really invested in it it's a bit of an easier sell over the summer because actually you can have people come in and do some watering and tend to the plants um but yeah another way is obviously to link in with the community um I mean, linking with the community is just brilliant in all respects, really. And I think um, that's yeah one of the reasons why our Level 5 is kind of encouraging them to do that. Um, and the same reason we run initiatives like the Big Soup Share, because it just helps people make that initial connection. Um, what, we did a survey, when was it? Twenty. Oh, when was it? 2017, I think, to find out kind of what were the biggest barriers and challenges that school faced schools based um and one of the challenges is lack of help lack of support you know not finding time so if you sort of link up with local community groups you might actually find that they've got some volunteers that might be willing to kind of support you local allotment associations the rhs also runs the national britain in bloom competition um and bloom groups really want to get more young people involved in their work it's one of the biggest things that they say Um, and there is on the RHS website if you can find it might be easy to google about there is a map um, on the RHS website which shows where all of the Britain in Bloom and also It's Your Neighbourhood that's a similar program to uh, to Bloom but without the big competition but these kind of community groups are actually um, on this map which schools could always go and have a look um, and find a group that's maybe local to them Um, or just look around you know on Facebook or parish newsletters if you have them that kind of stuff yeah. um you know find like-minded people maybe start off with kind of like let's do a soup share together or let's plant a bed together or something like that and then maybe find your um volunteers that way and then yes yeah, summer holidays hopefully won't become such a problem after a while you won't come <laughs> back to all load of dead stuff <laughs>
0: <laughs> one of the uh one of the things that I found I, I did a school tour in uh March I don't stop talking about it because it was the the biggest thing of this year that I of. remember yeah. now. um but uh but I, what I found was there was loads of of uh fantastic schools doing um doing great stuff but they had generally had a lot of space and mm. then like uh, just a mile down the road I go to a school which was like tower blocks and and a, like concrete jungle and they didn't have the same amount of space which <clears throat> which they felt like they couldn't get into gardening because of that mm. do you find that or do you is that a challenge for RHS? Uh,
1: yeah it can be I mean a lot of school gardening really relies on one or two really passionate people so it, it's always going to be difficult if you don't have someone in the school who maybe has prior knowledge to gardening or maybe just has a bit um you know of an interest at least so even getting it off the ground can sometimes be tricky. But I don't know, I think we've certainly seen a lot more going on in urban schools, I think. I think as people realise that, you know, wellbeing is such an important thing for young people, um, obviously, particularly with what's going on right now and actually giving young people that kind of space to be outside and feel free and just, you know, get their hands in the ground and be surrounded by nature. I think more schools are kind of, realizing that that's a really key way to support young people's mental health and wellbeing. So I think it has shifted. Um, We have some outreach advisors as well that work in some quite major cities around the UK, trying to sort of encourage that a bit more. Um, So it can act as a barrier, but I think it's just having an understanding of what's possible. And like I said, you could grow stuff in pots. I've seen schools that grow everything on their roof. If they've got a big flat roof, You know, in a big city, or they've just sort of started slowly taking over the car park, (laughs) you know, things like that. Um, But I mean, even rural schools face problems because there's a lot of um, land grabbing. So, you know, trying to sell off land to build more buildings, or obviously schools are bursting at the seams a lot of the time. So, trying to find more space. And unfortunately, things like gardens are sometimes not always seen as really important. So, there are ways to do it i think mean, just yeah. take over start growing in your classrooms as well you know get yeah. those plants in there <laughs> definitely
0: <laughs> one of the, um you know you said about the, the at the moment obviously not on but the courses for teachers yeah are they easy to access like what what is the because one of the things that i've, I've found is like there's there's teachers that want know like the importance of of gardening and want to get into schools but just have like zero like my one of my friends for instance is a perfect example that he he's a teacher and he knows the importance of getting it but he knows nothing about gardening so how and then that feels like a block like if he feels Mm. like I can't how can I be teaching kids about gardening yeah no like zero knowledge so is that what the courses are about and how how do they look
1: yeah I mean that's really common I think sort of I think a lot of people know it's important, but they think, well, I, I don't know where and I've never gardened. And it's trying to get over that a little bit because actually you don't always need to, but we obviously understand that, you know, particularly a teacher would want to be seen to be fairly confident in what they're doing because you want to be able to tell, you know, your young people in front of you what 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 you want them to do. Um, so the training courses, um, yeah, are really designed to help build that confidence and, um, We've got lots of different topics um, in normal times. Unfortunately, you can't see a lot of it on the website at the moment because we're not doing them. Um, But we run courses on things like how to grow food. Um, So there's a whole course on edibles. It's like a one-day course and you get a lovely lunch. Um, You come along and we run our courses from RHS Gardens, but we also run them from schools as well, like where they've got really nice gardens that people can come along and see. Sometimes quite nice to in a setting we can kind of see what's possible yeah. um so yeah we've got everything from edible gardening um we do have a beginner course as well which is actually was almost ready to go before this all happened um so that will be starting up hopefully um some point next year which is a new course for us because we realized there was a little bit of a gap between you know just absolutely knowing nothing um and then expecting someone to be able to go outside and go Duh-dah. um yeah. So we do have a beginner course coming, which is great. Um, and what else do we have? We've got uh, courses for schools that are working with young people with special educational needs. Uh, we've got, gosh, what else do we have? I want to remember now. We've got lots of different things, <laughs> but we're not doing this. It's hard to remember. We're working on quite a lot of new courses as well. So looking at things that schools want. So maybe looking at areas such as well-being or sustainability, that kind of stuff um and also strengthening our courses that link to the curriculum wow. um particularly sort of maths science um english art those kinds of things that are actually really easy to teach outside but it's just giving you know you can come along to the course we'll give you loads of different ideas um and activities that you can run and then obviously you can go back and hopefully have great success sure. um and then we'll also send like follow up emails as well for people that have a few extra activities on there that they can try um but yeah, hopefully when we're back up and running, it'll be a bit easier. And we are looking to bring in some digital courses as well that will support these because not everyone can get to our courses all the time. They're not run in every school and every town across um, the UK because we don't have that many people to run them. Yeah. Um, so there hopefully will be some online uh, courses that people can come and at least get a sense of something to begin with. And then maybe if they really like it, make make the journey to... A garden or a school where we're doing a face-to-face definitely <laughs>
0: um, one of the thing one of the thing talking about um the school curriculum is uh people always talking about getting in the in the school curriculum like part of mm. uh and i think there's a a, a half-hearted that might be harsh but half-hearted uh, <laughs> position about at the moment <laughs> uh, about it is that something rhs has looked into or is behind or anything like that
1: Oh, it's it's so difficult <laughs> to get a big change in the curriculum and I'm always kind of in two minds I think it would be wonderful obviously to see more topics within the curriculum around nature growing gardening all this kind of stuff but at the same time if you make it a a mandatory lesson <laughs> in schools for young people that could start to then go the wrong way they might think well this is boring you know how you know oh I've got double gardening today you know the way they think oh double maths (laughs) you know I want to make sure that gardening and growing doesn't become that it's fun still it's it's an escape from the classroom um so I don't know I think it would be great if the curriculum did open up more um for more subjects and I think you know we'll always keep trying because it is really important and you know in the interim like I said we've got loads of activities that can be linked. So you can still get get your kids outside um, for any lesson. You could easily get them sketching to, you know, for art or even just sort of measuring out um your beds and that kind of stuff. You can use for maths and learning, you know, sewing seeds, blah blah blah. It could be loads of stuff that you can do. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's it's a tricky one, the the curriculum side of things. It probably is easier to go from sort of higher education um, where there's a bit more freedom to kind of bring new courses in, new subjects. Um, but yeah, the Scottish curriculum, however, is fantastic. Scottish curriculum have got it down. They've got loads of gardening weaved into the woven, sorry, into the curriculum. Oh really?
0: Got,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's I've it's brilliant. Them. I mean, gardening is Scotland's kind of yeah. They know what they're doing up there. Even can though that, it's harder.
0: Can they not be like, yeah, no, yeah, I was gonna say it's harder. To... <laughs> Can that not be replicated down here then?
1: I mean, hopefully, maybe. It's tricky. They're quite different, the the way the curriculars work across different countries in the UK. It's very interesting. Um, And, yeah, the Scottish curriculum seems to just be very different. But, I don't know, we keep trying. I mean, the RHS has a lot of um, sort of connections into the government trying to – because it's not just about school gardening as well. There's loads of stuff that obviously we're always trying to – improve um so yeah maybe one day we'll just keep going keep fighting (laughs)
0: um if we want to find out more about uh rhs uh campaign for school gardening where do we go
1: uh so our website is schoolgardening.rhs.org.uk, or you could just search school gardening and it'll probably come up
0: (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for coming on
1: oh thank you for having me it's been lovely
0: awesome thank you Thanks for listening to the
1: podcast. Hope you
0: enjoyed it. If you did, let me know on the socials. And perhaps you'd like to tune in. This is just the best bits. Imagine the actual full show. We're here on social media on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Twitch every Monday to Thursday, 8 till 10. So if you want to come on, if you want to chat gardening, that is the place to be.
1: Thanks for listening.
0: This is a Skin and Gin Gardener podcast sponsored by Flyro.